It's a special episode because today we have our first female on the podcast. Uh, we have here with me Chelsea Swartz. Hi, everyone. I am very excited to be here, to be the first female on this podcast. Yeah, I was about to ask you how it feels to be the first female on the pod. <laughs> um, it was a, really a no-brainer. As you probably can see, there's no formal attire today because this is just my sister. And I know her very well. And one of the things I know about her is that she thinks she knows a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I, I do. Forward, I look forward to correcting her. Um, so I know you're a big Ariana Grande fan. Very true. Um, so the first topic I wanted to speak about was um, her relationship with Pete Davidson. And how you think that came about. Okay. So where do we begin? Okay. Well, can I go first, actually? So I know I asked you. So there's a lot of things going around about Pete Davidson and the Pete Davidson Riz and how good he is at rizzing girls up and stuff like that. But um, he was talking, I saw one of his specials recently, and he was talking about how um, he, he wouldn't usually air out dirty laundry. But um, Ariana Grande made a, a statement on Vogue magazine on the front cover that she didn't know what she was doing when she was dating Pete Davidson. Yeah. So now you notice a common trend of, you know, uh, Ariana Grande had just obviously lost Mac Miller in a very vulnerable spot. And, you know, he makes girls laugh and stuff like that. And they want to feel good. And also you see the same thing with, with Kim, right? Um, yeah. Where she was just going through a divorce and Pete is not her usual type and stuff like that. And then now she gets very her. unexpected. Exactly. So um, it's obviously like, what, what's, your, what's your, what's your, do you like funny guys is my question. 100%. I think a guy who can make me laugh is probably one of the people I'm more interested in. Mm. It's more than someone who is buff and, you know, you don't even have to be the best looking guy. If you're funny, you're in. Mm. If I can put it that way. Maybe not in-in, but friends-wise, I love a funny guy. Who doesn't love a funny guy? Yeah. All girls love to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's very true. You think that was the same thing with Ariana? I definitely think so because hers and Mac Miller's relationship was very, very intense. They were the best of friends and he had a really bad drug issue. So she dealt a lot with that. Yeah. So I think that when she broke up with him and got with Pete Davidson and had someone who could make her laugh and, you know, light of everything, yeah. she enjoyed in that and reveled in that and was like, this is what a relationship is supposed to be like. This is what love is, you know, mm. but I think... Rose-colored glasses she was wearing, red yeah. flags were hidden, it was hidden underneath all the laughter, this yeah. comedian and his big dick energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, because, you know, they started as, they ended as fast as they started. Yeah. They started, got engaged, and then the next minute they weren't together anymore. And like yeah. you said, he was airing out all the dirty laundry, and she does look back on that and does say she doesn't know what, fuck she was doing yeah, yeah. at that point yeah and i think a lot of girls have had a guy like that in their life you know i think he was a typical rebound yeah that's the perfect way to describe typical it rebound, typical and rebound and he was the funny guy he took off she was finally with a guy that she didn't have to mother mm. she didn't have to babysit mm. she was with someone who was on the same maturity level as her or maybe just someone she wanted to have fun with Mm. after being so intense with someone else for so long. I think it's interesting that you said that she, she, there was, she, she wasn't with the guy, like I'm sure you're talking about Mac Miller, that she didn't have to babysit and stuff like that. Um, do you feel, so for me personally, like like my favorite artist is Drake, and yours is Ariana, so um, I feel like Drake and I have kind of like the same taste in women because I can relate so much to what he says. Oh, did he tell you that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you feel like it's, it's the same thing with um, you and Ariana? Like, um, do you, so... From the like babysitting guys type of perspective, right? A lot of girls have this sort of like I can fix him vibe, like I want to fix him. Yeah. Um, so do you think you have that? And um, do you think 
do you uh what, what was I to ask you? Do you think um that uh, trumps the funny guy? Yes, in a sense. So for me personally, I did go for a lot of guys. I was like, I can fix him. Mm. Um, but my problem was in high school, I would label myself as a homewrecker. I went for a lot of guys who were in a relationship already. Mm. I'm not proud of it. So I'm yeah. not talking about it as if it's an amazing thing to do. Yeah. It's just where I was and what I did yeah. in high and school. And guys, before you think about basing Chelsea, you have to understand I'm the only person that can do that. So before you do something <laughs> like that, just think twice, okay? And I think I have more than atoned for that. I've made everyone makes mistakes, and yeah. like I said, I'm not proud of it. It is something that I talk to my therapist about. So, yeah. guys, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm sorting it out. <laughs> but a lot of the things that we spoke about was my need to fix people. I was mm. like, I could, like, I would take a specifically broken guy or someone who specifically would say to me, "I don't want to be in a relationship," mm. but to prove to myself mm. that I was worthy enough, I was like, I can change that. Mm. You know, like that TikTok sound. Let me fix that. Mm. Let me change that. That's how I felt. I would yeah. just see a broken guy and think to myself, I can fix you. You know, I want to. And the thing about women is we've got very natural nurturing yeah. personalities. A lot of us, you know, we're born birth givers. That's yeah. who we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we do. Not everyone has to do it. So I'm just saying that's mm. the typical thing. But mm. in general, when it comes to choosing between Finding a guy that you can fix and know that you fixed him compared yeah. to the funny guy, I think yeah. I choose the fix. Yeah, but do you think do you think you can fix them? Do you think there's guys that are fixable? Because I feel like all of us like there's no fixing us. You can't fix someone who doesn't want to be fixed. Yeah, okay. And the thing is, a lot of girls get stuck in relationships where they keep trying to fix men for years. Mm. That's what they spend the whole. That's what the whole relationship is about: is them trying to make that man a better person but if that man doesn't want to be a better person and is happy in the skin that he's in he's not going to change mm. but unfortunately some girls don't respect themselves enough to realize that and mm. to realize that you know you don't need it's not your job mm. to fix this person i mean like you said people are people they if they don't want to be fixed then you cannot fix them yeah i also think i shouldn't really be having to change the person that i am like for you exactly and also if you like fix me and i become a different person then you you like you were attracted to the first guy and now i'm the second guy and what happens when you get bored of the second guy you know? exactly um you know there's this one saying where it was like you're just making him better for other women mm. and you you have to really sit back and think about that and it's like why are you t why are you taking this person you were originally so attracted to like you said and now wanting to change them. Mm. Why do you want to change them? Mm. You went for them in the first place. And especially with the fixing, I mean, you get what you get. Mm. Um, there's nothing to fix. You just need to make, you can better someone, you can help them become a better person, but mm. you can't change someone. Mm. You, you physically cannot do that unless they themselves want to be changed. Mm. Yeah. But that's not everyone's forte, not what everyone wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, the, the funny guys are just easier to deal with. And I think you got it perfectly there. Like, I'm going to remember that. Like, um, someone he didn't have to babysit and stuff yeah. like that, which is obviously, like, a, a bonus, especially uh, with much older. How old is Ariana now? I think she's, like, 29. 29, especially when she's trying to settle down. You know, she doesn't want a baby and stuff like that. But exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to move over to the, uh, our next topic with um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. Um, a lot of girls i saw a girl come up about um so obviously you know the rules right domestic violence is usually the woman that's the victim right yeah um, a lot of the time yes yeah. and amber heard was still saying on the videos like um you're a man johnny what do you think the world's gonna think and stuff like that yeah. so obviously when the the backlash came 
afterwards when people are like oh, all these women are getting away with this 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 and blah 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 um a lot of girls were coming out and like yeah just because of this one specific scenario now we shouldn't carry on victim blaming women yeah. are still the victims and blah 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 and um i just wanted to ask like where do you stand on that whole thing like because the way i see it right there's obviously there's a main point and there's a subordinate right and sometimes the subordinate doesn't matter especially when it comes to gender-based violence right yeah. so like if um there's a lot of gender-based violence and in, 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 in one situation um it's the opposite way around we shouldn't focus on that one we should still keep to the to the main point mm-hmm. right and whereas specifically what the johnny depp and the amber heard I think it was time for the world and society to really see that it can the roles can be reversed yeah. and now the main point was for men but like it kind of feels like women don't care yeah. you know what i mean i must say it's a bit difficult from a south african woman's point of view because yeah, of gender-based violence here in south africa i mean we are the rape capital of yeah. the world so it's extremely intense here for mm. women it's a scary place to be a woman mm. When that whole situation first came out, I was pretty much team Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I was on his side and I thought, you know, you know, it's true. Men can be victims too. And we all just need to understand that we're all equals mm-hmm. in this, you know, no sex is better than the other. But, mm-hmm. you know, in that initial case. But then afterwards, things came out about him being friends with, I think, I think his name is Marilyn Manson. There were some texts that came out between the two of them talking about younger girls, children, things like that, mm. that, you know, makes you think, okay, maybe, I don't know. Let me put it this way. The video recordings or the recordings that she had between the two of them, it sounded like they were abusing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it sounded very, I mean, a lot of the shit that he said, he sounded like he was a drunk drug addict who would get into fights with her. And she just sounded like, yes, she did paint this picture that she was the only victim. She did nothing wrong. But at the same time, maybe she felt the need to protect herself. But I do, like, like I said, it's very difficult to say yeah. from a South African woman's point of view with gender-based violence being mo- mostly towards women here. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to put my input on that. But um, at the end of the day, it needs to be brought to light that men can be victims too. Yeah. Women, we know how strong we are mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. We can manipulate a situation mm-hmm. and we can hurt men ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we are human we are more than capable of that i think it's just because you know physically and and anatomy wise mm-hmm. men are stronger than women mm-hmm. so it is seen and you should never raise a hand to a woman mm-hmm. never i feel like it should never happen did and you, you that? johnny johnny yeah did he do that i'm not quite sure apparently i don't think he ever got physical with her apparently it was more emotional abuse okay. Which is what I think people should also focus on yeah, is that a lot of the time um, when men are abused, it's more emotionally. Yeah. And women, I feel like if a woman slaps you out of anger and does what they do, like it's not that intense. Like some men like fuck up women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like intensely. So. I don't know. Well, my second question is, do you think men and women are equal and do you think they should be equal? I think we should definitely be equal. I think. Oh, sorry. Can I just put more of a... So do you think they should be equal like in a, in, in a relationship? Like In a relationship, 100%. I believe it should be equal. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to be on my team. Mm-hmm. You need to be... I don't want to be playing against you. I don't want to be fighting against you. But when it comes to 50-50... 
sometimes the man can't give 50%. Sometimes it has to be 70, 30. Mm. You know, sometimes you need to give a bit more than he does. But when it comes to gender roles and maybe having a family one day, mm. I don't want to be the one to cook supper all the time. Yeah. I want to come home to a meal, you know, yeah. my child's in bed and my husband has cooked a meal for me. I'd love for that to happen. Yeah. But I don't expect that to be his only duty. We've all got our own goals and ambitions and jobs that we want to do. So when it comes to being in a relationship, I definitely think it should be equal and you should be supporting each other. Yeah. So, um, but uh, my thing is like, I heard someone say, obviously, women, like everybody, you, you said now gender roles, right? And we have different gender roles. And apparently, like naturally, women do want a man that's better than them in a sense, like doing more, earning more providing more and stuff like that, which definitely doesn't make them equal. Um, someone's made, it's obviously their theory um, that um, uh, um, households and relationships only work when the man is in charge and where the woman has to like have her whole priorities on like being able to like take care of a family, take care of a house because um, a woman and a wife makes a home and stuff like that, which is sweet. But um, I do obviously agree with what you're saying because, you know, it's, it's modern times now. We're not living in fucking 1566 <laughs> where our only women have to cook. Um, but you do kind of get a sense of what these people are saying because of the current situation we're in where most women are the dominant one in the relationships. Yeah. And nowadays, relationships aren't working like majority. It's true. Mm. It's true. What do you think the problem is with that? Like, why is that case i must say that um in recent times because women are more open now and when it comes to expressing how they want freedom and they want more dominance in relationships they're tired of the man you know it's always the man saying yes it's if the man does this the man does that i think we're just there's so much women who are so restless when it comes to that so it gets to a point where men are feeling how do I say it? Like you're attacking their masculinity. Mm. Um, they take it to their egos. Yeah. They take it to heart. But you're talking about the general. I don't know how to really put it, but I personally, because I've got daddy issues, would prefer someone <laughs> that does earn more and someone who is in control and can protect me. It really comes down to that. And you can also think of it in a way that mental health comes to play. So the way a woman views themselves mm. is the way she would want a man to you know, treat her or mm. view her. And there was this one quote from this movie that said, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm. So if a woman, if you, not even just a woman, if you think low of yourself, mm. then you're going to, when someone treats you like shit, you're going to accept it. Mm. You're going to think, okay, well, mm. I'm not, I'm not good enough. So it's yeah. fine. And I think that's why a lot of relationships do fail because mental health comes into this as well. Mm. A lot of people don't have the confidence anymore. They don't believe in themselves. They don't love themselves enough to be loved by someone else. Yeah, they get what they think they deserve. They oh. get what they, yeah, you accept the love we think we deserve. Mm. And I think that that comes to play, especially, but when it comes to women wanting more rights and wanting to be more free, you're right. It's not the 1500s anymore where we had nothing. We do have a lot of equal opportunity mm. at the moment, but there's a lot of men that have deep rooted misogynistic views. ideologies and views mm. that it, that's where the argument comes in. Yeah. I, I do think there is a difference. I was want to separate it personally from old school and misogyny, even though they do kind of align. I do go what you say. So I, I'd like to see myself as old school, but I try my best not to be as misogynistic. So I was talking to the, my last podcast, the, the guys were talking about how they would deal with the situation where a woman was doing better than them in life, like training more and more money. 
And I was like, I'd be interested to to see how I would, what type of person I would be because yeah. it'd be a hard pill to swallow, like I'm not going to lie. And it would only drive me to do better and more. But the scary part comes in terms of like, what if I can't do better and more? What if she's just so mm-hmm. successful? But like, I want to see it. I still want to put it to the test. Whereas those guys were like, nah, it's just, a, it's, a, it's, it's off-putting for me. And then I still like, I realized, okay, maybe like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just what they like and it's what their type is, what they're attracted to, exactly. right? But um, a lot of the times what you do to yourself is you convince yourself that um, this isn't what you want because you're scared of what could be the outcome. Like, for example, not being able to beat her. You know what I mean? So I like to put my money where my mouth is and see what could happen. But I don't think it would work for either of us if I wasn't doing better than her because obviously mental health, it just becomes toxic. But that's what I'm saying. So the way you're putting it is... It also just in these times, it's how people view themselves and it's who, you, what type of person you are. Mm. If you're a type of person that is more dominant, mm. then if another woman comes into your life and she is also a dominant person who wants to earn money, she wants to get her bag, she is out there doing the most, you're not going to appreciate it because you feel that that's your job. Yeah. So what do you think is the, what, what would you say? From your perspective, is the it should should be the female's role? Um, what does she prioritize first? You think it's career or a family and a child? Like, what do you think is the healthiest form? Because it's it's all very toxic now. Like, it's so it's so hard to say what the healthiest form would be because a lot of women nowadays don't want to be mothers yeah, and wives. Yeah. They want to chase their careers, and as they should, they yeah. want to be doctors they want to be everything you say doctors because it's one of the most respected professions Mm. and i work for one Mm. and you know i work with um women on a daily basis and a lot of them are so goal oriented that their pregnancies they resent their husbands Mm. and their children Mm. it takes a toll and it turns so yeah you really need it, it i can't say what would be better because it really depends on the person some women are more nurturing want to be a mother want to be a wife they want to be at home they want to be at stay at home but now that we all have more opportunity to do what we what the man does Mm. we want to go out and get it Mm. and i think with the newer generation especially being raised by millennials because i must say a lot of the women that i work with get pregnant at a very young age Mm. so they're all getting raised with like my ideology for example i would want my daughter to go out there and do what she wants Mm. i won't tell her all about being a mother and being a wife and that wouldn't be the first thing i tell her to do i tell her to secure her career Mm. you know not rely on the man Mm. you know that's how i would speak to her yeah but from from working with women and stuff like that in your field um like what do you think is more fulfilling like like from what you've seen like them chasing their career or them being um, family orientated because you mentioned like they do get a bit resentful i must say that uh when it comes to them being a wife and a mother they are never alone so a lot of women can struggle with loneliness and it can be lonely at the top mm. so maybe some women who are goal oriented and don't really want to focus on a family first can you know focus too much on a career then they get to the top and they don't have anyone else to share it with um but then some women would prefer to not stay at the bottom, but, you know, be at home, be a mom. That's more fulfilling to them to look after someone. They want to look after their husband. They want to look after this. But I don't know. It's just there's two sides of a coin. There's yeah, no I, one I, right way. I do feel like the women that do make it to the top, as you say, the top is very lonely, will find themselves 
um, with less options because women do have more options than men because it, ultimately because it's just really intimidating. Mm-hmm. I'd say you know men as fucked up as it sounds wants a girl that downplays herself, that's submissive, yeah. that is like oh oh innocent and fragile and cute. They don't want yeah. a, a woman that can take care of herself. And I, I, it's weird. I think partly of that is because they they want to be needed, which I think is yeah. really strange. Like well, yeah, because then why why are you staying with someone who's with you for this pure reason of survival? Like, but that's true. You know what I mean? I want someone to have her own stuff that doesn't need me, mm-hmm. but wants to be with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what makes sense to me. But again, a lot of them at the top, I feel like are going to be lonely for a long time because as as all of us from my generation, we all have very fragile masculinity and egos. That's true. And naturally, the the natural psychological roles that are, like a woman is attracted to a dominant man. That's why you catch a lot of like women being attracted to guys that are six foot and up and above they like that and men are naturally attracted to submissive women like shorter and stuff like that so i do think that that works like um it just gets really fucked up at some point when people or like when guys like it specifically when the woman is dumb and submissive and knows nothing and i'm yeah. just like you don't really want the best for her you want the best for the situation on yourself yeah no when it kind of when fun. it comes to them being happy with a woman's low intelligence or thinking that they know nothing that's when it gets very toxic yeah, but from personal experience having a, a um a woman in your circle who's like um with a lot of opinions and intellect, it's not for the weak, you know, exhibit A, right? It's, <laughs> it's really not for the weak. And I think a lot of guys are just not prepared to go through that, even though it makes you more resilient and stronger. Yeah, I know you and I have had a few arguments yeah. about points of view. More than a few, yeah. More than a few. I mean, there's been times I've called you out on your bullshit. Mm. And, um... Oh, but I like that. <laughs> yeah, you see, and some, and some men do not like that at all. Yeah. A woman stands up to them and they think to themselves, what the fuck is she doing yeah. she's you, crazy this is so power? unattractive have you seen power? i haven't seen power but i've watched a few episodes with my brother but i assume it's all about drug lords yeah, and yeah. men in power yeah yeah so there's this one scene where the men this one guy who owns a club is talking to another guy who owns several clubs right and they're having a meeting and then his wife comes in and then she says something for her, her husband and the guy looks at her and just laughs he goes <laughs> he's like go back to the kitchen love and oh like, my god hey. you see like i would never take that line down if a guy had to say that to me, I would absolutely slap the shit out of him right then and there. Who are you to embarrass me? Mm. That's where it also comes in. It's also women are wanting to be more respected nowadays. Mm. You know, especially when they are wives and mm. and mothers, because it's like I carried your seed for nine months. <laughs> mm. I gained all this weight for nine months for you to carry your offspring. And you are here disrespecting me, treating me as if I'm not an equal. That's all we really want at the end of the day is equal respect that you would want from us. Yeah. The problem, it comes with, with customs and norms, right? So at this party, there was like obviously billionaires and rich people and stuff like yeah. that. And one of the criteria was that everybody had to bring a wife and a chick. And I think the worst part, it's, it's like an accessory. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the crazy thing is like, like the right woman next to you on the right, like with the billionaires and stuff, you get them. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a looks game. It's like, who has the That's better true. looking chick? And then they become more like accessories and stuff like that, which is kind of like, fuck. But I think if I was a chick, I would like use that to my advantage. Like I wouldn't want that to be the case, but mm. I would just use it. And I think a lot of, I know a lot of girls that um like downplay themselves with a lot of guys and get what they want. And I think that's yeah. very, very smart because they, they do know what they're doing, but they downplaying it and making themselves seem dumb. Whereas all the chicks that like, kind of like, you know, 
react instead of being proactive and it's like screaming and shouting and i'm like you, you're kind of dumb you know like i know you're smart and you want to be no, you know, mm, yeah. no i get that and the, but the thing is women are generally more emotional than men so when it comes to reacting mm. it's what we do and sometimes we think before we speak we react before we have the time to actually just sit and say okay you know what mm. If I just don't react to this now, this can be something I can use to my best advantage later. Let's just think about it. Let's just calm down. That's very difficult for some of us, not all of us. But I know for me personally, I'm a very quick reactor to things. I, if someone says something I don't like, then I'm already like, what what the fuck? Who do you think you are? That is so misogynistic of you. How dare you? (laughs) But that's good because you have self-awareness. Um, I want to go into an, another topic that is like really, really sensitive. So I have to really watch what I say. So there was this, I think it was in the office. Um, there's one scene. <laughs> yeah. There's this one scene where the, the, the chick that works in the office was um, kind of moody and screaming at everybody. And then the boss asked her, she was like, um, so like, is it that time of the month? And then he was, she was like, what, but that, what does that have to do with anything? Then he was like, because I want to know how serious I should take you. And, like, I, I knew that was going to spark a reaction on a lot of people. But then in my the back of my head, I didn't say it out loud. I was like, facts, though. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, my, my point is, yeah, like, what, what do you think about that? Because, um, like, as you say, you are reactive, right? And, I, like, sometimes you'll get, I'm sure you get angry about something. And then, let's say, 30 minutes later, you realize, actually, that was, that was stupid. It wasn't that deep, yeah. Exactly. So, like, if someone, like, notices that that's not that deep and, like, kind of disregards you in a manner, but then you realize it later that it actually wasn't that deep. Um, are you able to kind of just like forget about it? Because another thing, it's also the reaction, right? So if if you react the way you do and you seem upset and I disregard it, it stops being about the argument. It stops being about the fact that I disregarded it when yeah. you were upset, right? But um, but I, I kind of knew what space you were in. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I said I had to kind of trend a bit around it. But I get what you're saying. Like you get, you also get. I, I, I get, yeah. So that time of the month for a woman is very delicate. Yeah. It is. Um, emotions in general in men and women are fueled by hormones and everything that happens to us. When we are having that time of the month, we have an excess amount of hormones and just so much shit going on in yeah. our body yeah. that we are uncomfortable. Yeah. But I do feel maybe our reactions might be more than what they should be. Mm. I don't feel that they should be disregarded, disregarded though. Of course, yeah. We're upset. Maybe we are more upset because it is that time of the month. But you need to respect the fact that I'm still upset. Yeah. I'm just maybe reacting a bit more than I should. But you know, you know what the thing is? A lot of girls don't have what you have, which is self-awareness. So... Like, at least with you, I, w- I would be able to, you know, kind of navigate around it quite easily because I know you're self-aware and, you know, but a lot of girls, like, there's just, there's no self-awareness. So even if she overreacted in a situation and I conformed to validating her emotions, when she realizes it 30 minutes later that that was, like, stupid, she's not going to come to me and be like, actually, that was dumb, blah, blah, blah. She's going to be like, yeah, as you should. You know what I mean? They kind of oh, no, yeah. don't appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, like, no. Like with you, for example, if that happened and I gave you the reaction you wanted and later on you realized you would still kind of say, listen, like I was kind of like out of line, but like I do appreciate you. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's nice to hear something like that. You yeah, know, and I feel thinking about someone else. Yeah. And it does come with yeah a lot of self-awareness and it's not the best thing to always be so self-aware because I mean, mm. sometimes I have these bad reactions 
And in the moment, I am aware that I am overreacting, mm. but in my mind, I'm like, I'm too far. Guts to see you through, my boy. Because I've already started, I can't stop. But you're right. I mean, we do kind of need to take, especially in relationship wise, mm. if you want it to work, at the end of the day, you do kind of need to take responsibility in the fact that you did overreact. Mm. And you need to say, you know, I'm sorry I screamed at you, but everything I said was true. Mm. I'm upset mm. and you disregarded that. You disrespected that. Maybe I did overreact. Maybe I did scream at you, but everything that I said has substance. Everything I said has value, mm. but I do take responsibility and apologize for the way I portrayed that mm. to you. So I do feel that in relationships that would help a lot with communication. Mm. If a woman was able to turn around, to, if, especially if the man doesn't understand, mm. if the man does disrespect it, then she can at least turn around and say, you know, I am sorry for doing this, but I'm not sorry for what I said. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope you guys are listening. You know, my, my only point is, and I hope you take something from this, is like, I just want to hear it. The, I overreacted and I appreciate the way you handled it and thank you. Because... If I handle it badly and you realize 30 minutes later, then I know you are going to come back because now there's commotion and you realize you kind of started the commotion. Whereas if I conform and everything's fine, there's no point of going back and, you know, soothing it over. So like sometimes reward good behavior. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Don't encourage the negative toxic behavior because it can, would also really be nice though for the man to turn around and to say, I know you're in a sensitive space and I'm sorry, but I don't like the way you Ooh. reacted to that yeah. you know it's Ooh. all about communication yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day but then the, it can't be from one party only no, of course not i mean obviously with either of the parties turns around and says oh well i'm right in what i did like mm. fuck you and fuck your opinion mm. then that's a different problem on its own mm. that's a lack of communication between the two of you either one has to not saying both of you have to be sorry but you need to acknowledge what you did was maybe toxic or wrong or just an overreaction like you said but you need to make it known that what you were trying to say or portray is still valid it is still what you meant i mean i haven't been in a relationship for a long ass time yeah i'll drink to that <laughs> I mean, i'll drink yeah yeah cheers i mean so my, my views might be completely different when I do get into a relationship. Of course. I might be more submissive. Yeah. I might become more quiet in what I say and my reactions. But a part of me feels like I won't do that mm. because of previous relationships, you know. Mm. So I do mm. want all the girls who are listening to this to understand that I haven't been in a relationship for a while. So if I am wrong with some of these things, don't come for me. I I'm think, sorry. I think we give the best advice from an outside perspective because when you're in, it's all flooded with emotions, with clouds, yeah. judgments, and from without, outside. Like I give a lot of relationship advice for someone who hasn't been in a relationship over a decade. I mean, yeah, I'm giving so many, so many of my views on this, and I'm like been single for over five years now. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. is what it is, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll drink to that again. What do you think is our problem is? Where do we go wrong? Where do we go wrong? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with us. Okay. I think it's because we... It's everyone else. It's everyone else. It's everyone else. No, I completely agree. It's everyone else. I completely agree. Well, like you said about me, I'm very self-aware. And I'll say for me personally, I've had a very, very, very toxic relationship in the past. When I was much younger, boyfriend, he was perfect, but I was a toxic one. So I haven't had the best run in relationships. In every situationship I've gotten to, the guy has either had a girlfriend, which I'm not proud of, 
but that's me lowering my standards or it's just been someone who has treated me like absolute shits. I let them convince me that I was everything yeah. to them. And the problem with me is I take someone who I meet once and I will romanticize the fuck out of you. And if you don't read them, if you don't meet the expectations in my head, <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. You know, like who you think you are and I get yeah. upset about it, but yeah. Another, yeah, like, I think you're guilty of this as well. Another thing that frustrates me with females is like, like, it's like, I gave you all the signs and you didn't come and approach me. Like, it's like, I looked at you, like, what is <laughs> that? Is, I am very much like that. I, um, I posted this thing on my story the other day and it was like, I don't know how to flirt, but I know how to argue. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that that was so true. And my friends have called me out on it as well. I mean, I will stare at a guy at a party the entire time. Why didn't you come up to me? I've been staring at you and thinking you're yeah. so hot the entire time. Why yeah. did you not read my mind and come up to me? Yeah, it's 2023, guys. You need to come up to me. No, it's 2023. <laughs> women, women can approach men. Um, I know you said um, so. The first relationship was toxic, and the second one, you were the toxic one. Do you feel like that had partly to do with your first relationship? Definitely. I mean, my first relationship was a whirlwind. It was. Yeah, it was extremely, extremely toxic. It went on for almost two years. I was very, very young. So mm. when I finally got my second boyfriend, he was actually a best friend of mine. Mm. Never date your best friends because then you won't talk ever again. Don't do it, okay? It's a PSA. Mm. Anyway, he was like my closest friend. And then when we got together, the beginning was fine. But I found myself picking fights. I found myself getting angry at him for little things and, you know, just being the toxic one. Mm. I mean, I kissed another guy while we were together and then turned around and said to him, well, I didn't sleep with him at least, you know, like that's, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got angry at him for being angry at me because I was trying to, I was gaslighting him. Mm. You know, we spoke mm. about this earlier and mm -hmm. I was gaslighting him into saying, how can you ignore me? It's not like I slept with him. I just kissed him. I disrespected him regardless. Yeah, yeah. And we've met up. We've spoken about it. And I apologize for all of this with him afterwards. We aren't in each other's lives anymore. But I must say that I do think I was toxic due to my first relationship because I feel like it was the only way I knew how to be in one mm. was to be in a toxic relationship. Because when I was with my first boyfriend, we would fight a lot. He was a toxic one. I will not say that I was a toxic one. I was young. Mm. wasn't my fault. But that was my experience in a first relationship. So when I got into my second one, I was like, yeah. well, we're supposed to fight. Yeah. You are If I'm at the club and I'm drunk and I want you to come here, you need to get in your car and come here. I don't care if you're visiting your dad. You need to come to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You, know, you need to come to me. I'm drunk and I want to see my boyfriend. <laughs> And then when they wouldn't do that, I would get so angry at them. But it's such an unrealistic it's an expectation. It is. It is. Um, since that relationship, I haven't. I've only had situationships. But since that relationship, yeah, I can personally take responsibility for being the toxic one, the yeah. gaslight. Accountability. We don't get that a lot nowadays. <laughs> uh, you also mentioned that um, you and your first uh, were two years, which is a very long time. Would you say you were? Um, how much of those two years, how long of those two years were you happy, genuinely? <laughs> any of it? <laughs> Was it any of it? <laughs> that science um, is loud. Okay, okay. We had good moments, 
but the bad outweighed the good. Mm. Looking back on it now. No, but I'm asking you in the moment, in the present in the moment. Present, he was my only friend because he isolated me from one of my other friends. So oh. I don't I don't really have any experiences yeah. to but what I can um I would say I was delusionally happy mm. because he was my only friend. He mm. was the only person in my life. I did push away all of my friends. Mm. I that, isolated that them. Was influence, no? It was influenced 100% because he didn't like them, mm. but he could never give me a reason why he didn't like them. And you just obeyed. You were like, I, I just obeyed because I was so in love with this man and mm. I thought that he was everything. Guys, I was 14. Yeah. I was 14. And I was obsessed with this man and he was my first everything. Yeah. And it is true what they say about girls getting attached. I was one of them. Mm. And unfortunately, he convinced me that all of my friends were terrible mm. and they didn't want what's best for me. He wanted what was best for me. So in my head, those two years were magic. Mm. But when we broke up, finally, I saw everything for what it was. Mm. And I realized that this was an unhealthy, I wasn't happy because I would stay at home. He would go to parties and I would have panic attacks mm. until I wouldn't go to sleep until he got home, whether that would be four in the morning because I was so afraid he would cheat on me mm. because it was a high possibility. Mm-mm. And no one wants that. Yeah, it's fucked up because as from hearing what you're saying as a guy, like that's what I would want in my like companion, which is fucked up, right? But I'll limit it. Like you staying up at four because I'm not, a, I'm not at home. Like obviously not the, not the you thinking I'd cheat on you. Mm. But um, if if that meant what if that's what it took, then you know we gotta do what we gotta do. But obviously, I'm growing and I'm maturing, and I do want to attract a healthy relationship at some point. So I'm fixing myself first. Yeah, exactly. And you can take you know you can acknowledge that, and you can take responsibility for how you feel and things like that. But it is not a nice feeling sitting at home, knowing that your boyfriend is out as a part out at a party, and you know for a fact that there is the highest possibility that he could cheat on you. Yeah. He could be spotted with a girl. Yeah. Um, made me sick to my stomach i would sit up i would not eat for days if he would go out with his friends i just but i had no say because i was the younger one in the relationship and it would always turn into a gaslighting session of you don't trust me how could you not trust me after everything i've done for you which comes into play with me thinking he is god's gift to this earth yeah that's usually how it goes and i get what you're saying about wanting your partner to stay awake but you don't want her to have those anxieties i mean imagine being the person or the reason that she can't eat or sleep because she's so upset This person that you love, maybe she's waiting up for you or is a light sleeper and then you come in the home and she's like, oh, hi, baby, how are you? And she's happy. But imagine she's been sitting there the whole day after a whole day of work, sitting up until four in the morning, full of anxiety. I mean, have you had an anxiety attack before or felt nervous or anxious? Yeah. Imagine that feeling for like six, seven hours straight. Yeah. Not being able to sleep, not being able to eat just because you think your man's going to cheat on you. Then when he gets home, it's nothing. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But it happens every time. But imagine knowing that you were the reason for that. Yeah. But do you know what I appreciate the most about you um, from this podcast is, um, is your ability to be vulnerable and your ability to take responsibility. Because a lot of girls just can't do that. Like I was with this, I was with this one girl and obviously I won't say names and stuff like that. And uh, she had a boyfriend and we had sex. And then the next time I saw her, I was like, how are you living with yourself? Like, how? Because you seem to be so in love with this guy. And she's like, nothing happened between us. And like for a solid, like, 
year or so. I kept bringing it up. And she's like, nothing happened. And I could tell by looking at her that she genuinely believed in her So she eyes. convinced herself, she convinced that, it herself that it didn't happen. Which is, is, is insane. And like, I respect it way more when like, like, as you say, you were the home wrecker in high school and that that's a fucked up thing to, to, to be but you were able to admit it and like take responsibility that was my it was it was myself. a terrible thing to be but it's because I had low self-esteem it's because I didn't mm. it is because I didn't care yeah you see yeah I like that as well that the fact that you were able to point out the problem within you like like for me for example like I'd be like okay well you know their relationship was unstable anyways yeah. I just I just proved it you know like it wouldn't be like my fault <laughs> i wasn't the problem but that's what I, I really appreciate about you is that you are able to point it out and it's the same thing with bullies right with bullies in high school what you come to find later on is that these guys had really hard lives yeah. and they were just really insecure and they were lashing out into the world and they were doing all these stuff and you know a bully is supposed to be this big bad person that doesn't feel nervous or anything sad but it turns out they're actually the softest and the most heartbroken people it's on the planet true it's true hurt people hurt people mm. and that's what bullies are mm. and that's you know and that's how i was i mean i was a hurt and the only time i became a homewrecker was after this relationship ah yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yes. i was like you know what i got cheated on so many times it's obviously so common yeah. and in my mindset at that time i was like i can make him leave her for me yeah. i can do that i you know but that was just me trying to prove my self-worth to myself yeah, yeah, that was yeah. just trying to that was just me trying to prove that i was worthy of getting someone to stop loving who they worth yeah. and to love me instead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just remembered the 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 timeline now in my head. Do you still have any pictures from your sweet sixteen? Because that's when you obviously went out the relationship, right? And that's when you were like home wrecking vibes. Well, I have a photo booth at my sweet sixteen. Um, um, mm. Pictures. Do you still have those somewhere? Yes, I've got them in a box. I look back at those, and that's when I was happily out of a toxic ass relationship. Yeah, but it's just raining terror on everybody else around you. Oh, I rain how Chelsea came out of the cage at that stage. Like you can ask all my friends, like maybe I didn't like maybe my I didn't increase my body count, but in high school hookup well, culture. Something. Yeah, exactly. In high school hookup culture was more making out with someone at a party and shit like that, but that was just as bad. Okay, as sleeping with someone. This is like 16 year olds I'm talking about here. Yeah, nowadays it, it came. It's <laughs> one New Year's party. I hooked up with at least seven people, and got to third base with about Sorry. two or three. How many people? Seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just kissing, you know. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's not intense stuff, but I just went around. I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning and I didn't feel a thing. Mm. I didn't care. Mm. I actually, my friend and I used to have a kiss list where we would write all the boys that we've kissed. Yeah. Just so we could remember. Are you going to tell us your number? I don't know my number. It's somewhere on my phone. It's somewhere over 20 or 30 maybe. <laughs> what? Okay, but that's kissing though. That's it was what, just kissing. Yeah. No. I will say body counts is only four. Okay. Mm. It's only four. I can't <laughs> <laughs> yes. two of them were a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gets in. Gets in. Um, someone said um, the reason why it's so bad for when girls cheat on guys than when guys cheat on girls is that guys can cheat on a girl and you know feel no emotion towards that girl whatsoever. And still be in love with someone else, whereas girls kind of sleep with guys that they are emotionally attached to and emotionally mm -hmm. invested in. And nowadays, that that's not okay. But what do you think about that? 
Well, me personally, when it comes to sleeping with someone, as you could see, my kiss count compared to my body count is extremely low. Mm. Kissing someone for me is okay. I know that in a cheating instance, it's worse than actually having sex because it's such an intimate, intimate thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. But um, a lot of women also have such high standards when it comes to who they let in them, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right in that situation when it says the girl, it's worse when the girl cheats on them because unfortunately for the guy, she's obviously been emotionally invested in this from the beginning mm -hmm. or this guy has emotionally stimulated her. Because mm. me personally, if you don't like stimulate me emotionally, you're not going to stimulate me any other way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I remember we spoke about that series I was telling you about earlier on Perfect Match. So yes. um, they, they couple up in the beginning. And obviously they pick their perfect matches and stuff like that and they become a couple and stuff. And then one of the games they have to play is that they have to kiss everybody else in the villa and um, rate the best kisses and stuff like that, which is very, which is very interesting because, as you say, kissing is so intimate. And um, they, they kind of made it seem like it was nothing. Um, Listen, it, it can be nothing, but for some people it is an intimate thing. No, I, I, think, I think it's very, very intimate. And if you, come, if you watch that series, if you guys watch Perfect Match, you'll see how modernized it is. So, like, for example, the best-looking guy in the house who gets Francesca and the, the um, who gets Francesca is, like, a, a tattooed-up, um, curly-headed, uh, colored man, but he wears crop tops and he has, like, paints on his nails, right? Okay. It's very modernized. And then some, one of the couples actually ends up being two girls with each other and then she gets kind of really jealous when this girl kisses another girl. So it's, like, super, super modern, mm. right? And it just shows you modern-day culture in terms of, like, Kissing someone means nothing. Especially hookup culture. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas that that's kind of like, I feel like what is taking the, the flavor out of relationships. Because like, think like, it, I don't want to say this because it's, it's actually equally as fucked, but I could almost make the argument that it's worse where she kissed someone than slept with someone. No, I just had it. I just had it when I said it. No. I know, no. I see a no. lot of TikToks though about it where it says kissing is worse than you actually sleeping with the person. Mm. And I feel like I can understand because, you know, just put yourself in the situation you're with this woman that you love she is so beautiful and you find out she cheats on you but she didn't sleep with them yeah she just had a nice kissing she kissed him he kissed her yeah. how would that make you feel no but you see the thing is now with this I've, I'm, I'm, I've been able to really adapt to like modern day culture and from what i'm turning into now i would be able to let a kiss go like if you compare my standards to like last year or year before that my standards were high like a girl had to have nose bodies blah 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 and now I've kind of had to accept reality and be like, actually, you know, if she kisses someone, it's not as bad of a deal. So, for example, I said this in my last podcast. Um, um, so, like, similar situation to you. It's my first relationship. Uh, I was just, just as bad as your guy, gaslighting, all that stuff. And then when we broke up um, for, like, again, two years, three years straight, I was just an absolute dog. And she spoke to me after those two, three years, and she said to me, like, you know, I didn't do anything with anyone. I didn't even kiss anyone. And people used to tell me that, like, you know, go get your girl back because people want her, but she's mm -hmm. not doing anything, right? And she was like, um, imagine I had done that to you. And I was like, I couldn't imagine. Hey, I like, that would hurt me <laughs> too. Then you want to think about it. Exactly. But um, my point is, um, so from, so from on, in that area of time, I would put everybody on that kind of pedestal, right? So to expect the same thing. Like, I want to know that when we're done, you're not going to touch anyone for two years. I want to know that I'm you'll be like staying up at night waiting for me and blah, blah, blah. And I was saying recently to the guys um, uh, on the pod recently when they were saying like, you know, I do expect her not to do anything or fuck anyone when we were done. I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm kind of like, I've become immune to reality as in I don't expect you not to get with anybody else when I'm out here fucking the whole world and you're mm -hmm. hearing about it. Yeah. 
like if you go on a date or two or kiss someone you know i'm not going to be like fucked up hungover but whereas like most guys nowadays you just have to have gone on one date i know i mean like like the men will go out and they'll like fuck all of your friends (laughs) and then you go out on one date one date that wasn't even successful And they will cry and, themselves and to you, sleep. And all you did was hold their hand, you know. All you did was hold their hand and, you know, tell them nicely that you're not interested. Yeah. Just to come home to 5,000 threatening messages of suicide. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a crying man on the other end. So, I, yeah. Yeah. So, we're coming up on the on the hour mark. And I think this is the perfect time to open that champagne and, you know, get the ice going. Um. Yeah. So probably an hour of this is gonna go on YouTube, and then the other hour I'll put on um, um, Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Perfect. So make sure you guys go and listen to that. Respect for making it this far, though. Woo! Lovely. Yeah, James was actually telling me the same thing as you that um he actually like doesn't listen to podcasts, but he was saying to me when he listened to mine, it was such an easy listen that he didn't like realize how long it was, mm-hmm. which was so. No, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. And some ice. Thanks. It's an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm also just not a huge podcast person, but when you asked me, I thought, you know what, I've known you. How mm. long have I known you, actually? I met you when you still had braces, my, my friend. Yes, like oh, probably coming on to a decade now. How old were you? You were like 13, maybe. Yeah, 12, maybe. Oh, oh my God, and I'm turning 23, so it's been 10 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. So quickly. I have known this man. For a while. I know everything about him. (laughs) I know the person he was for all the heartbreak. I know. Yeah, that. that There's no heartbreak. She's lying. No, man. That is why we had so many arguments because I just couldn't come to terms with him becoming a man. I just knew him as this little boy, this little fitty. He was so excited because he. I'm going to expose you here. He was so excited to be at our house because the first team rugby team was there and he was having a sleepover. <laughs> I do remember that night actually. That was so exciting. I can't believe so and so are here, the first team rugby players. No, nah, you must understand. I was in grade eight, bro. I was like, you know, chilling with the grade twelves and stuff. That was insane. So that was crazy for me. That was super, super crazy. Um, random question. Um, um, gay son or do- or daughter? I've asked a lot of my guys this question, but I've never asked a chick. So. This one girl I was speaking to was talking about how, like, homophobia in men disgusts her. And as, and as, like, I'm not a homophobic person. Like, I really don't care. I have gay friends and stuff like that. They probably listen to this. But when she said that, I'm just being self-aware. I was so attracted to her. I don't know why. Like, when she was like, oh, I hate it when men. Because, like, like, obviously, because I, I, I embossed the, the message of masculinity and being more masculine. So, um, when a chick kind of has that to an extent, I'm kind of attracted to it. And I'm not saying... It made her more masculine. I'm just saying for some weird reason when she said that, I was like, I was like, wow. Because a lot of girls have a lot of gay friends, right? Exactly. So it, she was like, um, not a dime. She was just different. Yeah. And for some weird reason, I was very like, I was very attracted when she said that. I was like, wow, that's so hot. I don't know why. Yeah, but that's why I want to <laughs> ask you. That's why I want to get deep into this. So would you rather have a thought daughter or a gay son? Because I'm 
Because for me personally, right, what I know about girls, if I had a daughter, what I would have to do is I would have to let her out the cage as early mm. as possible. I wouldn't, I, I shouldn't trap her and stuff. Because yeah. a lot of girls that are like, went to church schools and Catholic schools, they turn out to be like, like Francesca, like just really, yeah. really everywhere. Out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, every dating show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Always finding love, you know? Always looking for love. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a gay son. I would accept him. I would be there for him, help him through the process. I no, but you must also understand you have you have a brother. You have two, like me and James as your... Yeah. And I know I got you guys, but if it comes to having a, as you said, thought daughter, mm. if she wasn't doing it as a form of self harm, because a lot of women can sometimes sleep with a lot of men as a form of self harm because they feel like they, it's just sex, who the fuck mm. cares? And if you view it that way, that's also fine. Mm. But if she was doing it because it's what made her happy, she was being safe. I don't know if I'd prefer that. I think I'd actually prefer the gay son, mm. to be honest with you, because if having a thought daughter would be higher chances of pregnancy, higher chances of STDs, higher chance of depression. It would, a lot would come with having a, as you said, thought daughter. Mm. So I think the gay son, I would maybe prefer that. Mm. And a lot of it with the, with the daughter is that you want her to be able to come to you, right? Like yes. with anything. I would love, like, because I do want children one day, 100%. I've always had a nurturing um, sort of nature. Yeah, man. We're true that message. I mean, I take care of James, you oh. know, I my younger brother, and I always felt the need to take care of you and just everyone around me. I, I want to take care of them. So I know that one day I do want to be a mother. Oh. But I know how difficult it was for me to be in a toxic relationship and I could never speak to my parents about it because I didn't feel that safety. Mm. And I feel that if I had that safety, I would have gotten out of it a lot sooner mm. and would have gotten help a lot sooner. Mm. So I would want them to come to me. I want them to be open with me. Yeah. And I know there's a line between being your parents' friend and being a, like being an actual parent and child. You know, and you don't want to cross that. But yeah. I want you to be able to just, you don't have to give me the nitty gritty details. Mm. But I need you to tell me what's going on with you. Mm. I want to know what's going on with you because I care about you, because I love you. I want to be there for you. Yeah. So definitely would want them to be 100% honest with me. Yeah, I see these jokes when it's like when I tell my parents a story and it turns into somehow a lecture and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, that's everybody's pain. How do they get it so wrong? But it's true. I mean, and you never know. I might turn around and turn it into a lecture. Yeah. Like maybe if, like you said, I do have a daughter who likes to have fun. Mm. It might turn into a lecture of her being safe. Yeah. Um, and things like that. Yes, I mm. agree. I think I might turn around and start talking about it. I do it with my friends as well because FYI, I work for OBGYN. So mm. I know all about STDs and things like that. Safe sex, whatnot. Um, so I would definitely try to spit all my knowledge mm. onto this poor little girl. Now, but would you, would you, general, would you spit it or would you enforce it? Because there's a difference. I would just. Because they, they're not going to listen to you, right? Until you put yeah. those boundaries. No, they won't listen to me. But if it means me going out and buying, uh, buying her condoms to carry in her handbag herself, depending on her age, obviously, yeah. I will do it. The scariest thing for me would be. Because I know whatever she comes to tell me with, I have to acknowledge the fact that she was able to feel like it, it's a safe space to tell mm. me. So I'd, I'd try my hardest to be understanding and accepting. And I'd have to be, because if I 
if you act a certain way, then that's just going to drive her away from me, which yeah. is not what I want, right? And the age thing also matters. But like another thing is like, so one thing I've learned is that growing up and the morals and the ethics you were taught was all a fantasy, right? Things are not as beautiful as they seem. And this one um, lady I was speaking to because I was doing a casting and she was just had a really interesting story. She was having a love affair with someone she's known since she was in high school mm -hmm. and he was married and she was married and you know but they never like lost touch and when she was telling me the story i was realizing how pure their relationship was and how the the world dynamics just got into the way right and yeah. i was like um like young fetty like a child would have been like oh my god this lady is a horrible home wrecker and blah 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 but <laughs> now that i've grown i've kind of realized that like things are not like the all the labels and stuff they, labels as we progress and as we go on labels are becoming a thing of the past yeah I think people should just label themselves as human beings. Mm. And you know what? Who you like, what you like, mm. good for you. But it's never going to it's never gonna um, disappear, you know? No, it won't disappear. But I do know that a lot because, um, you know, it's becoming more accepted because a lot of people never accepted it in the past. Laws didn't accept certain lifestyles yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. I mean, nowadays, you are free to be anything that you want to be. They're yeah. still haters, like yeah, you yeah. said. Yeah. It's never going to go away. Yeah. But it is so much more accepted now compared to just think of our parents back in the day, yeah. like of same-sex couples yeah. or people who are pansexual or who are uh, gender fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't understand that. So yeah. that generation still, some of them don't understand. Yeah. So like you said, it's never going to go away. But I personally believe that, you know, you just be you. Yeah. But my point of that was the, the age thing you were saying, obviously. The oh, yeah. age. And like for me, like all the laws and world dynamics and all the labels have kind of dispersed and I've kind of yeah. had to try to figure out what actually is what it is. Yeah. And obviously people mature at different ages. People... Like, you get girls that hit puberty at 12 now, you know? Yeah, but it just doesn't sound right for a 12-year-old yeah. to be having sex, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, as, as I mean, women do mature faster than men. Yeah, that's It is fact. proven. Yeah. But I look at my maturity levels at when I lost my V-card, which was 14, compared mm -hmm. to now. Yeah. I was so mature back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have accepted anything. I didn't care. Whatever he told me is what it was you mm. know so when you think about like a 12 year old maybe doing it that just doesn't Scares you it doesn't seem right to me mm. you know i feel like it's a bit too young mm. and at that that is something i will i mean if my child is to come to me i'll tell her i'll be like what are you doing mm. you're 12 years old you should be worrying about your teacher shouting at you for painting your nails mm. to going to school because that's what i used to worry about when mm, i was 12 mm, years mm. old you know mm. like that shouldn't be a main concern to you. Yeah. Sex shouldn't be on your mind yeah, at 12 yeah. years old. Maybe questions, yeah. but not actually doing it. You're yeah. so young and I feel like it steals innocence and it creates damaged people. Yeah, you got it right there. That that yeah. That's the, the whole uh, dilemma I've been having with myself is noticing stuff like that. But now I realize it's because um of the the mental aspect of things right you can manipulate yeah. a 12 year old way easier which is kind of and that's and that's, it's, it's, it's fucked up because yeah. that is considered statutory rape yeah literally and i will and say for a reason. You know, it's for a reason mm. there's they're young it shouldn't be anything that they're thinking about mm. you should be enjoying your childhood enjoying your friends and if you've got a crush on a boy and he gives you a kiss after school cute you know but mm. like other than that, don't push it any... Don't try to become a woman so soon. Mm. Be a girl. Uh, what age would you let your daughter start dating? Oh, and more importantly, what age would you let your daughter start dating and letting the boy sleep over? Um, 
probably when they reach high school, um, I would let her have boys come over as friends and, you know, keeping the door open while she's in primary school because my parents used to let me do that. Yeah. And it worked out, I think, fine. But I think when she gets to high school, and I think I'll only start letting the boys sleep over when she reaches, like, senior phase of high school because mm. no 14-year-old needs to have a sleepover with their boyfriend. Oh, fair. There's fair. no reason, the in thing, my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you, you got it there. But <laughs> the thing is, you know what it creates with the, with the younger kids? Because I, I have a really good memory. I remember stuff from when I was younger. Mm is that the minute you like if she's like in primary school and she's like can i have my friends come and you know have a, a play date and you're like yeah sure sure and then they come and obviously the girls it's girlfriends and then when she's like can i have um because she will come and ask you she's like can i have a friend she won't say a boyfriend because yeah. to her everyone's the same right exactly and then the minute you're like oh it's a boy and then now she's going to learn that there's actually a difference between a boy and a girl and then she's going to wonder why that is yeah. and then she's going to like find it out and then you know try and experiment and see for herself and blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you kind of treat everybody the same, then she'll think everything's the same, mm. right? But it's also about, it's also where you draw the safety because um, some girls are just really, really overly friendly. Yeah. So for me, for example, like um, when a girl touches me or when she's in my space, touches me, she's in my space or she holds my arm or something, that to me is a sign of, flir of flirting, right? Yeah. But I've come to find that a lot of girls just have a personality that's overbearingly mm. um, friendly. A lot of girls are like that, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I'm like, and the, the energy I get from them, it's like a pure and innocence energy and it's all good energy and it's, it's vibes and stuff like that. But um, it makes me wonder how dumb they would be in terms of safety because they believe in humanity, right? Mm -hmm. So someone would be like, let me give you a left. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's so nice. And then yeah, get kidnapped so like an idiot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere you have to draw the line. And I was thinking, so this one chick I was talking to, she was holding my arm like this. In like a safety manner mm. and i don't like my my room my romance like bubble was just like i was like all over <laughs> and then i was like do you have a boyfriend and she's like yeah he's over there and she pointed at a boyfriend and he was looking at my direction and i was like how are you letting this happen okay. i would be seeing red i understand if what some, you're saying. yeah especially if it's in such a flirt and that's the thing about girls especially when it comes to holding on to men like you said in a safety manner mm. um it might seem more um flirty but i know that me personally whether it's a woman or a man a uh, man can't even speak <laughs> <laughs> champagne's getting to me <laughs> um you know you you like that closeness yeah especially when it comes to feeling safe so people who generally don't feel safe around mm. people they tend to be maybe a bit more touchy no but you know what the problem is i have a protective nature in general so when someone actually yeah. embarks in that i'm just in love with you now yeah no, you, like, you've got a very um how do i say it like you've got very big masculine energy you are a very like you've got protector mm, energy if mm. i can put it that way like i feel safe around you for example like if i was walking around oh, yeah, like if, if we had to be in town and you know like by ourselves like my best friend's boyfriend as well i feel safe around him they've mm. got this masculine energy mm. and i feel safe walking around in unsafe places with them mm. so maybe they grip onto your arm a bit too hard but it's because you give off that energy but mm. i understand what you're saying about how your romance bubble is now like yeah. She's touching my tricep. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Her nails are hooked around me. What yeah. does it mean? And yeah, <laughs> no, it's like it's it's insane because I at some point I can tell what personality traits you have. So if you're just an overly friendly person, I can tell that's what it is. But it doesn't stop the way I feel. Of course. You know, it's still yeah, like it okay, there could be something because another it does thing get confusing. Yeah, because especially with the other gender, like females, it's like anything could be a sign. Mm. 
<laughs> like we said earlier, I mean, when you're thinking in your mind, you're staring at this guy, the guy could be thinking, wow, why is she giving me such dirty looks? Literally. But in your head, you're like, come up. Come up to come me. Up to me. <laughs> These are my seductive eyes. Come on, I'm trying to seduce you, but you're drunk and like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's very confusing. No, I do understand that point of view where it's just, it does get confusing. And the human emotions is a confusing thing, regardless of the gender you are. Yeah. I mean, I get mixed signals from guys. All the time. Yeah. Especially when it comes to my situationships. Because I let myself fall so hard for these people that are doing the bare fucking minimum. Yeah. And my best friend will chew me. She'll tell me. She's like, Chelsea, your taste in men is disturbed. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You don't listen to me. Yeah. Why are you not listening to me? And in that moment, I'm usually drunk half of the time. <laughs> and I'll say, you know, I'm confident. I'm being confident. Yeah. No, you're being stupid. Yeah. But then it comes. That's That's another thing, right? It's like. When someone tries to enforce their opinion onto you, you try to do the opposite. And, <laughs> That's you know? very much me. I'm very much, I'm trying to prove a point. But then, you know, when I finally come to the sobering realization yeah. that she was actually right, yeah. I have that conversation with her plenty of times where I'm like, you know what? Got a point. You got it. You had a point. Yeah. I missed it completely. <laughs> but you had a point at that point in time. But yeah. we're not going to talk about yeah. that. But that, that just brings me back to my point. You just got to, like, for, for me, I think I'd have to let her find out for herself as early as possible. Like, I was telling someone. Yes. Yeah. Forgot was, we were even talking about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was telling someone that, like, if I had a daughter, I would put, like, burglar bars and blah, blah, blah. And then, I, like, when I started to deepen, I was like, actually, let's let's entertain the situation. Let's yeah. entertain having a daughter. I'm like, no, that's not the best way to go yeah, about it. Yeah, but a dad and a mom obviously will have completely different views. Of course, of course. You know, like my dad never knew about any of the drama that happened with my ex. Yeah, okay. Now that he's found out, he said he doesn't care how long it's been. Even though it's been years, he'll fuck him up when he sees him. Yeah, yeah. My mom will act neutral yeah. because she knows that I've grown. I've gone to therapy. I'm over it. You know, like mm. go to therapy, guys. It really, really <laughs> works. Okay. <laughs> really fucking works. <laughs> And, um, but like you were saying, when it comes to fathers are usually more protective, especially when it comes to their daughters mm. with their sons, they're more in the bleachers cheering them on. Yeah. Yeah. You do your thing, my boy, yeah. you know, but <laughs> yeah. if it's your girl and you see who's this little fucker, mm. what's he trying to do? Mm. So I do understand what you're saying about them wanting to lock them up a bit more. So that's why a lot of the times the dads like to stick their head in the sand, you know, like an ostrich sticks yeah. their head in the sand. Yeah. They'd rather not hear about your boy troubles. Yeah. They'd rather not, yeah. you know, you go talk to your mom about that. Mm. So my dad, you know, lived blissfully, not mm. knowing anything for years, mm. but my mom knew everything afterwards. Mm. So with your point of view of wanting to lock her up and whatnot, I mean, the male, the mom and dad point of view is completely different. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the daughters and whatnot. So, so you see for me right now right it's like um so as you said i'd rather not know i'd rather live in um in bliss in a blissful energy so it would, ignorance is bliss ignorance yeah, exactly so what i would need to do is make sure i find a baby mama that has the same values that i would want my daughter mm -hmm. to have right mm -hmm. so now i want to flip it on to you like what type of values would you want your son and your baby daddy to have like to bring down to your son type of vibe it all boils down to respect mm. of the opposite sex it all boils down to understanding that their input is just as valuable as yours. I would want, um, for me personally, when it comes to man, I told you because of hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> because 
strata issues. <laughs> I really would want someone who's more protective, big, masculine energy. You know, you don't fuck with my family. Mm. And that's how I would want my son mm. to be. And that makes a lot of sense because I know your family very well. So your brother is like that. Yeah. And I'm like that. And that's why we're friends. But mm. then that's what makes it really interesting, right? Because now on the thought daughter and gay son, you chose the gay son. That's so true. now what happens when your baby daddy is resentful of your son and is expressing that to you that actually at this that would be up. a thing i think a completely yeah that would be a completely extremely difficult situation exactly. yeah um for me i would want my baby daddy to be accepting right accepting yeah. i would want him to be mm-hmm. but i can't force them to be you know mm-hmm. but it might cause marital problems along the line depends you know of course it is so for me you know you can't get the perfect person unfortunately Mm. you Mm. can't you the person that you have in your mind you can get some of those traits but you can't get the perfect person Mm. and if you know my baby daddy had to be resentful towards my son and the thing is you know what the thing is you would have to understand why though because yes no i would understand where he was coming from and i would listen to him Mm. but i don't know if i'd be able to accept it because it's my child and a lot of the times when women become mothers the child the love that you have for your child does triumph what you have for the husband and everyone else so that's why a lot of the time when people do have babies women's have women have babies they can stray away from their baby daddy Mm. because the father doesn't see what she sees Mm. and unless you guys are both on that same page emotionally Mm. because a lot of the time when you know when people get pregnant and it wasn't planned yeah that's when the resentment can come in especially from the male side um the moms a lot of the moms that i've spoken to who are young have said that you know during the pregnancy it was difficult but accepting it wasn't hard Mm. they could do it their baby daddies were never in the picture. Yeah. They just removed themselves completely. Mm. So I think it really, when it comes to that sort of thing, it I think those are things that need to be discussed beforehand. Mm. I think if like I get into a relationship with someone who I might have a child with, I'll say, so how would you feel if they had to come out to us? What would be your reaction? Yeah, but, you know, he's going to tell you what you want to hear in the moment because he wants you so badly. That's also true, but then that's his fault along the line when I want to divorce him for not accepting my child. Yeah, but I don't think it would... So, might yeah. not end in divorce, but it might cause complete... Disconnection. Between disconnection you. between, and then maybe an unhappy marriage, marriage yeah. you know? So, but, like, my, my, what I'm thinking now is that it's, it's inevitable, right? Because uh, you want this strong, masculine, protective man... Mm. And you could have a gay son. And um, what was I going to say? Um, so, yeah, like, like it's, it's inevitable. It could happen. It might happen. And um, if that's what you're attracted to, right, strong masculine values, um, like for me personally, like as I was saying, even though I know that's a personality trait, it doesn't stop the way I feel. Mm. So even though he knows he has... So obviously, theoretically speaking, like you'd ask him, like, how would you react if... Um, we had a gay son, he'd be like, obviously, I would accept him because he's our child. Yeah. He loves you so much and mm. you love him and you make this child. And when the child does come, obviously, he's hoping the child isn't gay. First of all, he's hoping to have a son, right? Yeah. Son, son, son. Gets a son. Oh, my gosh. Son, so happy. Mm. Over the moon. Happiest he's ever been. Yeah. And then the son comes out as gay. And it's like now, it's like 
damn, this is the reality now. It's not, it's not theoretical anymore. This Which is real. takes us back to what we were speaking about in the beginning about how you can't change exactly. someone. Exactly. Mm. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And like, it comes back full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, now, like, obviously, you love your child, but um, you have these values that you wanted your husband to inflict on him. And mm. now you kind of have to take the role as being the father and the mother because let's say he so let's say I'll, I'll i'm the baby daddy and i tell you listen like i know what i said but like and i understand that he's our child mm. and i will accept him regardless but i'm and struggling I'll pay to come to terms yeah with this. but it's like how i feel and i can't help it and yeah. i just want to express that with you i feel like as the wife i would be there for you and try to hear you out and what you are having such a hard time with like mm. what is it is it the accepting of it is it maybe the slight disappointment you may have um if you had certain expectations mm. what is it that is upsetting you i want to be there for you as your wife but if it turns into you, it'd be different if you were accepting and you treated him well, even though he came out as what he did. Um, and you still treated him well. You didn't treat him any differently. Mm. But internally, you were at war yeah, with let's yourself. Say, let's say the son came to you and he, you could see he was treating them the same. But he, he says to you that I can feel the distance and the cold. I think I would try. I would try my best to be there for would that you. Be a horrible situation for you. It would be a horrible situation, but I would try my best to listen to you, mm. let you vent about it, but also try to educate you on how I'm feeling and yeah. how I dealt with it and how I accepted it. Mm. I would let you know, and maybe you could try what I did, mm. and you know, I would let you know that where your place is in my life, and I would state, you know, my child comes first. Yeah. But I, you're my husband, and I want you to understand how I feel and why I feel the way that I do. But I also want to understand why you feel the way that you do and how you feel. So as a wife, I would be there for you, and I would mm. try to comfort you. But I'm not going to just accept that you hate it. Yeah. You know, that would be difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. because you can't hate anything about your child. Yeah. You shouldn't, you know. Yeah, He's yeah. your child. Yeah. And if it did start to cause a rift in our marriage – it wouldn't, I wouldn't put the blame on myself. I'd say I tried to be there for you. Yeah. I tried to help you understand and see things from my point of view. Mm. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to meet me halfway here. Yeah. You don't want to work with me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it would turn into a lot of disconnection between man and wife. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. definitely first try to help you understand and, you know, why I was so ex accepting of it um, and just help you maybe work through it. Yeah. Try to get you to see the better side of things, the good side of things yeah. um, and not to focus on all the negatives if there is any. Um, so if you are really just first listen to you, mm. make you understand that I still see you. I value your opinion. Speak to me. I'm your wife, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but if it does drive a wedge, then it drives a wedge. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> You get a lot of that anymore. Well, I've asked you everything I've wanted to ask you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You know what? I came on this podcast not knowing what to say, and then the drink started flowing. So <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say at the end of everything is that I am, I would view myself as a feminist. I believe in a lot of women do need more rights. Yeah. When it comes to it, I'm talking about everything that we've spoken today. Mm -hmm. I believe that it should be more normalized women going for their careers 
more than focusing on having a family because it's just not in the cards for some people yeah, unfortunately we're not, we're not yeah we're not living back in the day this is 2023 gotcha. it's is what it is some women are more goal orientated and it is what it is mm. um and at the end of the day and nice guys unfortunately you do finish last and that's not your fault mm. okay yeah. a lot of the time when it comes to looking for someone it's all about a woman's self-value mm. self-esteem and what they see mm. and just in total i feel like you should just do whatever the fuck makes you happy Yep, I see. Wow, you yeah. do you, and that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. It was very fun. Yeah, I hope to we hope to have you on more often. Oh yeah, I will definitely be back again. Yeah. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe, and yeah, show some love.